Welcome to Women Waken, a podcast that helps you heal spiritually from trauma in relationships, your childhood, early life conditioning, to shift from a place of codependency to a state of divine feminine love, acceptance, harmony, and abundance. On Women Waken, we begin the journey to waken from the illusion of needing to prove our worth into the divine experience of knowing our worth. I'm your host, Whitney Walker. I'm a licensed mental health therapist, and I specialize in substance abuse, addiction, eating disorders, trauma, and spirituality. I'm also a fellow human being who has faced most of the issues that I cover on this show. On this guest episode, I welcome the beautiful goddess astrologer, Jude Hotep. Jude is a professional astrologer, master soul coach, emotions expert, and an expert on the divine feminine awakening journey. So as you can imagine, we have a lot to talk about. So take a listen and enjoy. Hi, Jude. Welcome to the Women Waken podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Whitney. I really appreciate your work. I think you're bringing such amazing, important uh, messages and, uh, and people forward. And I really, really am honored to be on your show. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for being on. Uh, I admire your work as well. And I appreciate it. I appreciate you stepping forward with some of the more esoteric cosmic concepts. Um, I know for you, it just comes like breathing. I imagine you probably (laughs) wouldn't do anything else. Right. But it it does, it does take a certain amount of courage, which to state you are an astrologist, you're a metaphysician, metaphysician, and a master soul coach. So would you mind sharing, of course, we want to hear about your work, but because this is, you know, these are generally areas that come to us in terms of, we feel a calling towards it. It's whether you call it channeled or inspired to me, this is the work of bringing in the new experience, new life, new earth on this planet. So how did you come into this work and what does your work look like? Yeah, I I really appreciate um, your compliment. Thank you. Cause it is like breathing for me and it's been actually a process to be able to break it down for people. Um, And I've had a lot, a lot of communications with my guides lately with that. So it's been, it's been interesting to understand that about myself. And that is, I think, helpful to let people know, to share the journey of how it goes. For me, I was studying metaphysics at eight years old. I was in the library checking out all the metaphysical books constantly in that section of the library, reading every book. Some of them, I went back years later. I'm the only one that ever checked them out. There's like the stamp with my name next to it. And, uh, and I just like lived those books and I studied psychology as well. So I'm basically, um, like a street psychologist and, uh, and, I, and, and so I just, it was just what I was wildly interested in drawn to. And also one of the compelling things for me from very early on was like, I was driven to find a way to heal. I knew that if I could heal, then I could create anything I wanted in life. And I was just driven to that end. And because of that, that is how I've cultivated the healing effective techniques that work. I think sometimes people are confused by really supportive, awesome techniques to have in your spiritual gig bag. And then the healing techniques that actually heal trauma, heal the wound, change the life, change our life, allow us to finally be empowered and to finally not feel, you know, not good enough inside, not feel insecure or, you know, lacking in confidence. And it's, it's really um, been this natural evolution, you know, for a lot of times within it, I didn't know what the hell I was doing or where I was going. Um, and I kind of kept trying to do the patriarchal world quite a bit because I thought like, oh, okay, if I'm going to make my dreams come true, I guess I have to toe the line or walk this world. And then finally, you know, I was able to see, I didn't have to think, thankfully with online business, basically, you know, with the democratization of information and consciousness through the internet. I mean, thankfully, um, you don't have to fit into boxes anymore to make a living and also to really make a big impact in the world. 
Yeah, absolutely. Which is so exciting. It's one of the beautiful benefits of the advancements in technology is that we can really, everyone can kind of create their own business. And if they have something to offer, they can find their niche and they can find their people, their community. Yeah, absolutely. I teach women a concept that I call like your greatness. And it's about understanding business in a really different way and understanding money because women like to push money away. Oh, no, it's not spiritual or oh, no, I'm good. I don't need any more money. I don't need to make a million dollars. I don't know what that is with women like trying to push it away. But there's a lot of subconscious programming in there. But I, I what I teach is like you're always pushing the edge of your greatness in business. Business is just this avenue. It's just an avenue. The avenue could be children and family. The avenue could be, um, you know, being a scientist and that work, whatever it is. But in business, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, then do it all in and push the edge of your greatness constantly, which means to make a million to scale as a woman, you have to bring value to the world. And so just realize that money is indicative of the value you're bringing. So, so like you almost have a responsibility to bring your feminine genius to the world and stop pushing money away. And also to do it, you have to develop yourself because it brings up all your shit. <laughs> it yes. brings up all your inner stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so glad you brought that up. I've had quite a few guests because there are more and more women money coaches who are trying to offer this idea to women that says, we need to change our ideas and our views and our beliefs about money and wealth and abundance. Right. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because there is a need for women to be able to be okay with huge amounts of success because that means that they will have more of a presence and a more greater reach, which is imperative at this time. If we're as we make this transition, this shift into greater balance and incorporating more feminine concepts, that doesn't happen if we keep ourselves out of, you know, the mainstream of life. That we we want these to be incorporated just as much as extremely masculine concepts have become the lifeblood on our planet. We, if we don't allow ourselves to be seen and heard in a big way or in many, many different ways, right? We don't all have to be multi-billionaires, but we can be, you know, we don't need to be afraid of that, right? We don't need to be afraid of wealth and success and push it away as, as being humble and saying, I don't need that. Of course, there'll be, you know, everyone's at their own level and some people, you know, might have more of a, a smaller operation, but if, you start to grow and it's gaining traction. There's a reason for that. People are hungry for the work that you're doing for the things that I'm saying. And that my guests say on the show, because people are thinking bigger about the concepts of themselves and about life and what's really going on here. Yeah, surely. I I really think that you're bringing up some really important points that it's, it's so important to integrate the feminine into society and culture because the dominator culture, we can't, men will never, and it's, I never male bash. I just want to be very clear about that. And sometimes with the masculine feminine conversation, it is conflated with the sex of male, female, and sometimes it's not. So it's a, it's an evolving conversation that includes both, but I I really want to say it's important not to male bash, but I will say, I don't know very many men who are actively seeking to dismantle the patriarchy within themselves, who are trying to find those programs, who, who can see it within themselves. It is women who is going to change this. We are going to be the henchmen to changing this. And we can look back through her story and see in the Elizabethan era and in the troubadour era in France, these were these two times where women got out of domestication. And when that happened, we had sexual freedom and liberation. We had social um, blooming and blossoming of the humanities and the arts, the things that actually feed the soul and spirit and expand uh, technology and expand evolution, human evolution. We evolved and grew. Men started coming along for the ride. And that's what happened when women go out and, and and stake their claim for their own liberation, then men will eventually come over to that side because men are hurt by patriarchy, just like women, but in a different way. But they, but they have internalized it in such a way that, you know, we're we've internalized it too. But it's very in very different ways, and I don't see men actively understanding. And some I do see some, but it's a small yeah. percentage so far. And. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that, you know, you're kind of using this, these motions of going from here to over there, which I appreciate because I speak often that 
years ago when I first kind of got my first like huge wave of, I feel like it was ancestral inspiration after I took a trip to the UK, which is where my heritage is. And it, I just felt like I got this, all these messages coming in about women. You need to bring women together. You need to be women, have women be heard and share their ideas and their concepts. And I was like, where is this coming from? But I had this vision that, cause I started thinking, well, it's true that every single sector and system in our society was built by men by masculine principles and they're not working they're just not working they work well enough in that they function dysfunctionally you know they're they're not working for enough people they're they're not keeping us in a place of prosperity they're keeping us prisoners to this cycle of you know barely getting by for most of us whether it's education or healthcare or finances or you know the justice system all of these things so I started thinking, well, what's the answer? Because there is a lot of talk of like burning things down, right? Like get rid of, but I I was inherently, intuitively, I didn't connect with that idea. And I thought it's not about that. It's about if we're all, I had this vision of a concert where like one really popular band is playing and everybody is at the main stage, but then another band starts playing at another stage and one person goes and then another person goes and then 10 people go. And all of a sudden that band didn't have to do anything but play their music and people gravitated. And that's the vision I have that the divine feminine is coming in to create a new offering, a new way. And we're not going to destroy what is, we're just going to create the new that people are going to say, that sounds nice. That feels better. I feel like I'm seen here. I feel like I matter here because the problem with our current system is majority of us feel that we don't matter. We've become so, you know, despondent to things politics we're like uh, i don't even know just i don't care elect somebody whatever it doesn't it's not going to make a difference but can you imagine if we all felt like we mattered in a system and to me that's the divine feminine where it's every single soul knows their worth and true value i, I think you hit on a, a few threads that just are like oh, i want to talk about and i got chills when you were talking about your ancestral history because in the uk that's old europe that's the goddess culture area you know, Crete, old Europe, like, I'm like, I want to talk to you later and find out all about your experiences. I mean, that is amazing that you had the downloads there and then connection to your history, like that's really special and beautiful. Um, uh, it, it's yeah, I, I can't wait to get over there and go see some of the old sites and stuff. Um, haven't had powerful. Definitely yeah. get down to Ga Glastonbury. That's it, right? Yeah. Glastonbury. That's it's considered the heart chakra of the world. And I went down to Bath, which is not in Glastonbury, but close. And it it was close enough because it really <laughs> felt like it just opened my heart. It was crazy. Wow. Um, another thing I have to point out, Judah, is I see right behind you, you have a sign that says, I can't believe the synchronicity, unwavering belief in yourself. Is that, yeah. that what it says? And then you have a picture of the ocean and a lighthouse. So just last week or this, this Monday, I released a, a solo episode on my podcast. I was called to go to the coast a few weekends ago to go to the ocean. I love the ocean. I'm, I'm from California. So and now I'm living in central Oregon. So I miss it. And I felt the call and I said, I got to go. I got to go see her. And I sat on a rock and I got, I'm not kidding you. I got almost that exact message from the ocean. It said, give all of yourself, be your full, powerful self. Don't hold anything back. And so clearly that message is going around <laughs> and I love that you have that picture of the ocean and the lighthouse, but that's what I feel, especially women need to be able to find that key to unlock that knowing that you can unapologetically, unwaveringly let yourself come through and be seen now it's safe. Now it wasn't yeah. for a really long time for women. We were killed and it's not in every country. Yeah. It's and it's not, not in other countries. Country. But it's in, in the Western places. countries. Exactly. Yes. And here's the thing is that women have ancient past life fears that they haven't gotten the information yet or haven't heard people talking about it or haven't come across the book or the person or whatever yet to understand that a lot of the fears they're feeling that are so visceral in their bodies are actually past life fears. And I do the work I do with women in one-on-one -on -one coaching and in my group coaching program, it helps women finally connect to like, this isn't even in this life. This fear is ancient. And I have real techniques that actually help us to deal with it so that we're not limited and blocked any longer. And I do deeper past life healing and one-on-one -on -one coaching, but you talked about how, you know, that I love your metaphor of seeing the concert where people are just going over to the other stage, because this is what I talk about. We've already infiltrated the, the patriarchy. 
we don't need to fight it. We don't need to burn it down. We've infiltrated it simply by being born at this time and awakening. And women are awakening all over the world. It's rolling out. Uranus went into Taurus, the divine feminine, in 2018. We'll be there until 2026. And Uranus is individuation. It is breaking free from the past. It is awakening. It is that planet of the new, but also Uranus holds all the past life memory and it holds all of the future life. It holds and contains, it's the, the conscious intelligence, you know, it's the higher intelligence of all, like the quantum field. And it contains all that information that we can't consciously have in our mind or hold in our mind. It'd probably make us mad. Right. But, and so, and so, yeah, we don't need to burn it down. We're creating the new world. It is happening everywhere. All you, all people have to do is poke their head out to YouTube, to social media, and to look out there, get out there, get outside of the box, stop coloring in between the lines and look out there in the world because it's happening everywhere. And I can't remember what podcast or something I heard it on, but there's this group in Israel and it's Israel. And they're taking uh, people, insurance brokers, and they're taking billionaires, I think, millionaires or billionaires, and they're taking them and they're rebuilding and restructuring their society for the people and taking it to where they don't have to rely on all of the old old systems in that area. And it's probably going to become a model. And I can't remember what it's called, but in the UK, they had the, um, the, the public health Alliance. I can't quite remember the, the name exactly. So it's really helpful to people, but, and they also have one for agriculture and one for health, but what they're doing is small grassroots things where they're coming in and allowing, getting insurance out of there, getting all the middleman out of there and just allowing the people to have affordable healthcare that actually is healing and doesn't disclude the 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 types of treatments that are that are actually useful people need energetic healing and most people aren't pervy to that world but there's a lot of blocks and limitations and issues that we have on an energetic psychic and uh and and you know the astral plane level and that's a part of the healing that we need to do as humanity and most people don't realize that they feel it but we don't have the concepts and the words and, 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 and so it's like, we need to really attack things on all levels, our mind, our emotions, the subconscious beliefs, past life stuff. So absolutely. I think, like you said, we are changing the world. It is happening. There's been a bloom of healing techniques all over social media. People are finally understanding that PTSD is not military. No, people have PTSD from being alive in the patriarchy, for growing up in a basically woman-hating world, uh, from having a car accident, from never dealing with things because we haven't been in a society that deals with emotions. And so, and, and people are realizing that sexual abuse, narcissistic abuse, a lot of things creates PTSD. Having a family member be sick for two years that you're taking care of while you can't afford, you know, anything and you don't really have money coming in while you're taking care of kids that have health issues while you got out of a narcissistic abusive relationship of 12 years and going through them, him trying to take your kids and all that. My God, of course you would have PTSD. And now you might be trying to heal and come off of it. <laughs> and, then, and then it's like, well, how the heck do I heal this? But it's blooming out there. Everyone's coming out with the healing techniques, the somatic work, connecting to our body, understanding that, no, this is, we're in the time of the great healing. We're going to heal all the past life stuff. And I can go into some of the astrology on that if you want. Yes, please. Yeah. I was going to ask, could we, would we we be open to dropping in maybe to the current astrology, but yeah, the astrology that's kind of is almost prophesizing and speaking to this. It's saying now is the time, right? And I want to share one thing I've never shared before, but you know, Jude, when I was, I must've been in high school and I was, have you ever had like one of those weird, like I was so tired. I was probably up studying and I had one of those weird sort of lucid dreams or something. And I will never forget it. I, and I wasn't very spiritual back then, but in my dream, there's giant wheel showed up in the sky above me, this giant, like different wheels all turned at the same time. And I heard this message so loud that said, this is the time for the ultimate change or something like that. Like the great wheel is turning and it was so profound and powerful. And I woke up and I was like, what was that? Like, what did I just see? And it just made me think of the astrology. It was like, it was like the skies were speaking to me, the planets, the everything was saying, like, you need to understand that this is bigger than you can imagine. And you're a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is what's happening that we're all trying to help each other walk this 
path because we're all learning as we go this whole world where we all have the psychic gifts, intuition, energy reading abilities, but it's like, we're waking up to them. And then it's like, well, how do I deal with it? How do I deal with all the information? How do I own it? That I am a seer, that I am a visionary and women were always the seers and the, the prophesizers, the diviners, the sages, and they were revered and honored. We had a hundred thousand years of egalitarian society in the goddess culture times where women were honored and revered, not over men, but just honored for their gifts and talents and abilities and what that brought humanity. And that's where all of our modern technology comes, paved roads, architecture, indoor plumbing. We've actually been in a regression for the last 5,000 years. And a lot of technology has been purposely like hidden from us too. <laughs> but yeah, there's, there's a ton of stuff that we we're only given, you know, the, as they want to dole it out to us, very minimal. There's, there's so much more than we, we realize. Yeah. What I agree. Doing a good body of work on that. He has a new movie oh. out. I really don't space your face, but I really recommend everybody watch that movie because it'll really help you awake, waken up more and understand the things and don't be afraid. That's one of my big messages as you're waking up and you're finding out more of the truths, don't be afraid. The fear will not help you. For me, when I find out more new information, uh, sometimes I go through about a two week period of like a letdown, a depression, a deflation as I'm integrating it yeah. and then coming to and understanding, yeah, this doesn't matter. What matters is like we've been saying is create the world you want to see. That's all we need to do. There's nothing to fight. There's nothing yeah. to fear. You know, the light yeah. is meant to the astrology works where the procession of the equinox, where we have a time of, of darkness, or you could call it contrast in the future. I think it'll just be contrast, but now it's like the depravity of human, of what human beings are capable of. Yeah. But I, I think we're, we're growing out of that, but then we have a time of light and it goes in cycles and we're going and we're at this cycle time where that's changing. And you asked about the astrology and the, the, the we talk about the nodes of, of the moon a lot and the nodes of fate, but here's the thing. All the planets have nodes. They have a North node and a South node. All planets have nodes. And I'm not going to get into the weeds too much on this because uh, you know, because it might be hard to understand for some people, but Pluto is our soul. Pluto is showing us our evolution. Pluto shows us our growth. And so it's always important to look at Pluto and what's going on. And of course, Pluto is squaring the nodes all year long. Pluto has been, is an Aquarius and is retrograding back into cancer, into Capricorn rather, and is going to be back and forth into Aquarius Capricorn until November of 2024, where it will go into Aquarius for the next 20 years until 2044. And this whole year, though, it'll be square the nodes. And a square is a spot of tension. It's a spot of action needed to, to be taken. It's a, a, a spot of growth and, and pro provocation. Like it provokes us, provokes us internally, externally, maybe. And so it's affecting everyone very prevalently all year long. That's one of the big transits of the year that is occurring, the square to the nodes. And, uh, and so Pluto's nodes, the south node is in Capricorn, which is telling us the patriarchy, the last 5,000 or 6,500 years of patriarchy, or we could say dominator culture, um, authoritarian, top-down control. And my philosophy is actually what I have come to understand. I think this will be fascinating for people is that who's actually been at the helm of that old paradigm that's breaking down all around us and that old world is the narcissist, psychopaths, and sociopaths. Sociopaths don't feel emotions. They could be murderers, but they could actually just be your CEO. They could be your boss. They could be your manager at Starbucks. They could just be your everyday people in the world. And they are. And I want people to understand this because it's a really important point. The psychopaths are malicious intent to harm. Again, they could just be your coworker at work. They could be your CEO. They could be your mailman. They could be the domineering guy that you have to deal with at the grocery store that won't give you the refund, whatever it is. And, and then you have narcissists and there's a narcissistic revolution happening on the planet right now. Everyone's waking up from all the narcissistic abusers in their own personal life and, and in their jobs and in the world. And what we have to realize is that this is what happened is we're realizing that, oh, 
those were the people that were perpetuating this dominator culture this last 65, 500 years or 5,000 years. No wonder, because people keep trying to get the world to change and all of us to stop doing war, all of us to stop doing that. That's never going to work because 10 to 20% of the population is these narcissists, psychopaths, and sociopaths. They don't want it to change. They have a vested interest in war. They're embezzling from the American people. They're doing these things on purpose. They're perpetuating it. They want it. So we have to just remember to stop trying to fight anything and stop trying to get the whole world to come along with us. They're not going to. We just build the new different world and they won't be able to abuse anymore. They won't have anyone left to abuse, to hurt, to manipulate, to bamboozle, to dominate. So we just build a new world. And so that Capricorn South node of Pluto is showing us that what has come before and what we're moving out of. And the North node is Cancer saying, hey, go retrieve the divine feminine, go retrieve the emotions, Cancer, go retrieve all the matrilineal wisdom and knowledge of the feminine and of women, both, and stop suppressing women, bring back the reverence for women bring back the reverence for all people and all life because cancer represents life and so does taurus it represents just straight life like we have to look at how that old paradigm was always about death you know the 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 jesus dying on the cross not the resurrection the life but jesus dying on the cross it was always death death culture death culture and so we have to go towards the light and that cancer north node of pluto is saying hey retrieve all this wisdom and magic and information and and all of your your her story and bring it forward to the Aquarian age. And then in 2600, I know that's, you know, four centuries from now and everybody's like, why does that matter to my life now? Who cares? But look at it. Look at what we are doing now and what's going to happen in the future. We're creating the future right now that in 2600, roughly 2650 or wherever, Pluto's South Node is going to change into Aquarius. What that means is Aquarius is the collective, it's innovation, it's individuation, it is us individuating from the consensus status quo, from the old paradigm, it is all of us awakening Aquarius, it is the, the collective, the in, you know, the being the one, uh, everything being for the collective rather than the top down structures. And so that is saying in 2600, astrologers will be looking at that and saying like, oh, what came before was this time when they all awakened, they all individuated. That's why we're free now. That's why we're liberated now. That's why we are in the Aquarian age. And that's going to usher in the Aquarian age because we're in the middle of it right now between Pisces age and the Aquarian age. Wow. That's why this is such exciting times. You know, we're not in our lifetime. We will see great revolution and change, but I, I too get a feeling that it like five, 600 years is going to be a new experience on this planet. It will be, that's when we really reach heaven on earth is sort of the message I've gotten really like into the light, um, where joy becomes a commonplace experience, not this, you know, brief ephemeral thing that we get every once in a while between the misery and bullshit and suffering. Right. Um, right, exactly. That creative self-actualization, which is the Leo principle, all the 12 signs are these areas of life to master. And it's what I really teach people to reown the astrology for their own empowerment of realizing, do your Leo, do your Capricorn, do all your areas, but do the conscious version of it. Leo is that like where I stand on stage, where I matter, where I bring my gifts to the world. And it's that creative self-actualization. I love Leo. I have my moon in Leo. So mm -hmm. I feel that. So it's like in my emotional body is like this desire to you know, be seen and to be appreciated for what I have to, to give and to do. To but have that symbiosis. People don't realize that it's not this attention getting thing. It is the symbiosis of like, say you're a comedian on stage. Well, if nobody's laughing, you're not really much of a comedian. Not that you're bad at like, you know, the person's bad. It's that you have to have both. You have to have the straight man to have the, the funny man. You know, you have to have like, you have like, you know, it's like Lucy couldn't have done it without Ricky you know, she, you know, he was the straight man and she was the comedian, you know, it's like, we have to have the symbiosis of bringing our gifts and people appreciating them. But what I teach is to realize that we were, we grew up like thinking that we had to be better than everybody else because we were just taught that it's internalized programming, you know, the superlatives better, best, greatest, but actually you all have your own individual greatness. We all have our own individual greatness and we need to bring our feminine genius forward. And of course it takes a lot of the inner work and the healing. Um, but yeah, 
And that, that's what it's we, we need to do now is to heal so that we can really step forward, come through without fear, without holding back, right? Unwaveringly. So Jude, tell us a little more about what, how do you help women? So let's say someone's listening and they're like, wow, that sounds great. I want to get on that train. I want to get on board. I want to help build that new stage. But they feel the way that so many of us do, which is, yeah, but what do I have to offer? I've had these messages my whole life that I'm just, you know, nothing interesting to say. I'm not intelligent enough. I'm not, you know, strong enough, not powerful. I don't matter. I think a lot of, most humans get that message, but I think particularly women maybe more so feel like they just, they need to earn their worth. And I mean, that is a whole nother concept in general. That's a total falsehood that I believe is changing is that we literally live on the principle that you have to spend every moment of your life trying to prove your worth, that you Mm. matter, that you are of value which is insanity because literally we are souls of a part of a, the divine universe. We yeah. don't, you know, we're the most powerful thing there is because we're a part of the greater whole, all the power. So that's just craziness. So how do you help people who come to you and say, I would love to be a part of this, but I feel deep down so devoid of knowing my worth and value. I feel these wounds yeah. are so strong. I mean, it's a patriarchal program, what you were saying, you know, that's a patriarchal program. I have a podcast episode, people can go to the White Goddess podcast on iTunes and Spotify and find my episode called Woman, You Matter. I have a couple of episodes in that little time frame there that talks about, you know, that really is helping women understand how much they matter. But here's the answer to your question. The answer is understanding the subconscious mind versus our conscious mind. Our subconscious mind is where we have taken on all the programming from zero to six years of age. It's also housing all the subconscious programming from other lifetimes of lifetime after lifetime of being squashed, shrunk, domesticated as a woman, killed, captured as a woman, devalued, trivialized, not allowed to speak, told we don't matter, et cetera. So it's housing all that material. It's very, very simple. People don't realize that we have to reprogram the subconscious. The subconscious creates our reality. It creates all of our thinking in during the day in the conscious beta brain. The beta brain is our conscious everyday mind when we're talking out loud and when we're awake and really active. Then we have our theta, uh, our alpha theta brain waves when we're kind of in flow and creative and flowing and calm and just in the groove. And then we have our theta brain waves. And in theta, that's when we're highly hypnosable. And our brain was in that state from zero to six years of age. Also, the thing about theta is this is how we can reprogram our subconscious mind. And so I have a, I have a, a simple method that I, that I teach that empower women to basically we find the subconscious thought. Because the thing about subconscious thoughts is we can see the, the leaves blowing, but we often don't understand the wind. We can't see the wind. So that's a part of the coaching that I do with women one-on-one is like, I go in and, and I use my intuitive psychic gifts. I also you know use Socratic method and different methods to find the subconscious beliefs. Like I can just pull them out for women and, be, and they're like, oh yeah, you know, I don't, I am you know, feeling this way, not good enough, all the things you listed. And then we just reprogram it. We don't try to reprogram it into the beta brain, the one that's awake and say affirmations all day when we're walking around. That does have a use, but it doesn't work to reprogram the mind. So I just want to be very clear about that. We reprogram the subconscious mind. And it's a technique that I created and cultivated. And uh, I teach it in my group coaching program. And I teach it in one-on-one coaching. And women will have that skill for the rest of their life. And once you can program your own subconscious mind, like say you you program one thought a week, all year, 52 new thoughts. I am valuable. People do value me. I am respected. People do respect me. I am loved. My clients are coming in. I make, you know, $100,000 a year or I make $100,000 a month, whatever it is. Like I make good money. Uh, I am valuable. I ha- I am worthy. I deserve money. I'm worthy of money. These are all typical beliefs that we need to program in. And we program the beliefs in. And then I have a way that I, I amplify and cement it because we want to make sure those beliefs are solid to where someone that wasn't feeling good enough, all of a sudden, they just do. Like they just do. They might have, you know, transitory feeling of insecurity come through because we will never get rid of that. But when your subconscious mind just feels good enough, it just feels worthy and just feels valuable, you handle transitory emotions in a completely different way. You're just like, yeah, I'm stepping on the stage to go give a speech. Of course, I feel a little uncomfortable. And then you just own it and do it. 
It's the price to doing it. And it doesn't bother you like it does when we have subconscious reprogramming that's needed. So I have, you know, I, I just like some people don't really realize that there's these effective techniques that actually work. And I don't really know anybody that's teaching them the way I do. I think there's amazing coaches out there, but it's it's what I've, it's my particular work. I've cultivated it over 34 years. I was driven to find the answers to my own limitations and blocks and issues. And when I found the answers, then I spent, you know, hundreds of hours and, and, and worked with people to hone and make sure like, how does it work or why isn't it working now? How do I fix that? And I honed and crafted and developed and cultivated the techniques so that it always works. And, and yeah, I mean, there's just, it's actually very simple, but people do have to, the thing about it is, is coaching is hardcore people and, and and not all coaches are, are the same. It's just like dentists. You have a great one. And then you have one that's like, eh, you don't even understand me. You're not intuitive. You're like jacking my mouth all around. But then you have the dentist that changes your life. And you're like, oh my God, I will, I will drive across state to go to you when I move because I love you so much. And you know, there's not many out there. So I want to be clear about that piece and, and finding the right coach to work with, but there's amazing coaches out there, but there's some that are paltry or new or whatever. And the thing about coaching is you got to dig in. You got to be ready to actually go deal with all that material, to deal with the, the sexual abuse, to deal with the um, incest, to deal with the parents of narcissists, to deal with all of that stuff, because that's what is actually churning up. But it's yeah. what most people are sweeping underneath the rug and don't want to look at. But it is the answer. When yeah. we heal, we change our life. We make our dreams come true. Yeah, absolutely. Because I always um, equate it to, well, one is I use the word constriction. Like when we're unhealed, we are, we, when we stop, we don't have belief in ourselves. We close down, we get closed off. And just the way that we see in our bodies, we never want constriction in our bodies. Constriction is what leads to heart problems and blood pressure problems and all these things. And also creates cancer when you have blockages and cells that are attacking each other, all that. You don't want, you want there to be, the more that things are free and flowing, the healthier all systems are. When we are not healed, when we are, have these wounds, we, there's a blockage. I always equate it to a tumor. Like your, our trauma becomes this energetic tumor in our body. That's just kind of sucking up a lot of energy and keeping us from being able to fully express ourselves. So once we address that block and we're able to transmute it and shift it and clear the way, then we can start letting our ideas, our brilliance come through. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right that I think everyone is waking up to the understanding that it affects all levels of our system. It affects our health. Like most health problems are because of the stress. And we have to realize that the 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 planet, the universe, it's provoking this shift. It's provoking this mm -hmm. purge. We've been in Scorpio South Node. Scorpio is the underworld. It is all that shit. It is the cesspool in our consciousness, in our deep psyche um, soul, you know, and it's coming up for a reason. It's coming up to heal. And yes, I also think that it's, true too, that we have to go at our own pace. I'm somebody that I'm, I'm just like at a breakneck pace. Like I don't want this in there anymore. I will, I will let myself fall apart for two weeks to go dig into it. So heavy and, and hardcore, because I know I'll always fall together again, but I'm pretty hardcore person. Some people, you know, take it as you can, but I really encourage people to dig in. Don't avoid it because on the other side is all your dreams. And here's the thing too. A lot of people say you have to heal to coach. That is true for some people, but other people, it's a simultaneous journey. So it's very yeah. individual. Some people don't have any business coaching until they are like in a healed place or dealt with, you know, a yeah. damaged ego and stuff. And other people can do both. So it's very individual, this whole healing business. Absolutely. A few points I'd like to comment on is one is that just what you said, I, I speak often that I come at my, through the podcast, through the work I do, I speak as someone who I feel like I'm in the trenches right with everybody. I've made a lot of progress, but I'm still trying to figure out how do I, I have these wounds that feel like they will never heal. And it's so painful and just feels like it's in my bones, but I keep working at it. And I keep, I realize that it's, it's just, slow and steady that it's every single brush stroke changes it a little bit, but it's, it can feel like it's taking forever. It's not going anywhere. So I say this to encourage people that we're in this together. We have to acknowledge every step we take, even if it feels like it's trudging along. 
So yeah, I think that um, some of us can be healers at the same time that we're healing because those can be really powerful healers because you're able to say, I hear you and I see you, I feel, I feel it. I know what you're going through. I'm there too. Let's help each other along, right? They also say that often you teach what you need to learn. So when you're, you know, I'm a therapist and oftentimes I'll find myself speaking to a client and I kind of realize like, wow, that's a, that's some pretty good advice right there. That's, that's some smart stuff. And I needed to hear it too. So I think that there's a place for everyone. And I think that there are people who have reached a point where they have really cleared out a lot and they become really direct channels that can, without their own effectiveness can speak to others and help them heal and help them see things quicker. So I think it takes, we're all just wherever we're at, just do what you can, right. Do what you feel called to do, do what you feel inspired to do. Cause nobody is in timeout, you know, no one's like, okay, well, you're, you're too far behind. You got, you can't be a part of this. Everybody has their place. Right. And, and, and what I they think that's so amazing about women's circles. Every time I'm in a women's circle and I, and I hold women's circles as well, what I always find is someone shows me where I've already grown and, and healed or where I've tackled that issue. And it's so amazing to see it because I didn't really have the mirror to show me the, an area that I grew in. I didn't even realize it. And then the other thing I always see is like someone else is, is struggling or, or has healed what I am healing now or working through. And it helps me feel not alone. And it helps me feel like, no, yeah, you'll get there. And so I, it's like, we're never, and it always grounds me in realizing that I'm in exactly the right place. Like I'm not behind, I'm not late. I'm not missing out because there's so much programming in the collective about the fear of missing out that you're behind this urgency, this destination focus. It's not, we're doing, it's a spiral. It's feminine. The universe is a living being and it's spiraling. It's cyclical. There's always a cyclical renewal, like the seasons, like the moon, all of it, the procession of the equinox. Something you bring up too, that I think is important is to, is for people to also know that, you know, at their own pace, like give yourself and others, the dignity of your own timeline. Cause I coach a lot of coaches. I coach a lot of people who are doing the healing work in the world. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, give people the dignity of their own timeline. That's the skill, as you know, being a therapist, that's a skill set we must cultivate of being able to understand when to poke and when not, and when to allow. And, and, you know, really it's a, it's a skill that we develop over time. And, uh, and sometimes you're talking about stuff in the very first session that they won't be ready for until a year and a half later. And it's just the way it's just their own evolution or needing to come at it with Socratic method versus teaching method or whatever it's is needed. But I do want to say for people to understand that there's a lot of things that aren't actually healing in the world that, that are, that are pushed on us as if they're healing techniques. And I keep cultivating new ways to try to explain this because mm-hmm. I, I searched my whole life. I'm like this. Okay. I, I went to therapy for 10 years and there's amazing therapists. So I just want to be clear, just like coaches and dentists, like there's the, the ones that are, you know, growing and amazing. And then, you know, there's whatever, but, but it's like, nobody was trying to help me heal. And then I had a messed up therapist who wanted me to be disempowered. He actually kept me disempowered. Every time I would get into a a place of empowerment, it's like he would pull me back down and I had to take the rose colored glasses off and boot him out and be like, what am I doing here? And I just ended up moving forward. But that's, you know, there's techniques that actually work like the belief reprogramming technique I teach three days to two weeks. And that belief should be feeling solid in there. And then we solidify it. But but it, but it should be feeling solid within three days to two weeks. It should not take a long time. If it's taking too long, then there's something that we have to untangle or deal with. You know, I come at it from a different angle, but, but um, like, you know, I was moving my, my coaching one-on-one coaching price up and I was moving it up several thousand dollars. And I had, you know, I always teach, we have to believe into our new revenue goal. We have to believe into our new identity of ourselves, the new version of ourselves. And we talk a lot about our future self in coaching and living into that new future version of ourself. And, and so I needed to do belief work to be able to just spit that out and believe in it and know my work deserved that price point. I did three days of that, of my reprogramming method. And it was just rolling off my tongue. It was within my whole being. I just believed it. And that's the power of this, of this method and technique. So yeah, I think it's a both on that. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much for sharing that. And it's inspiring for people to know that it is, 
that is possible. And I, I love that you also are speaking to the fact that everyone's healing happens in its own time. I love the analogy of gestation. It's just like a, you can't rush a birth. You can't do it right. When something, let's say you have an idea and you're so eager for it to come to fruition. It's gestating for a while. It's, you know, coming together. The same as healing. It's, it's a process. It's like, if you, you know, if you have a wound, it, you can't hurry the healing process, right? You can tend to it, which is faster than if it gets infected, but you know what I mean? It's you, and you watch the beautiful process when you, I'm always amazed every time I watch a wound heal. I'm like, God, my body just knows what to do every single step. And what I realize is that our emotional body also knows how to heal itself. And it knows that even though you want it to be done tomorrow, if you really want to get all the layers healthily healed, you got to take the time that it takes. So patience is so key. Yeah. And, and what, something else I found too, which, you know, I think this is individual as well, but something I'm trying, I'm part of my, my efforts right now are to really help to dis deconstruct some of the misunderstandings with healing, you know, and I think we're doing that really well now because I think there's a lot of misunderstandings that, that make people not, not do anything or, or misunderstand when it's a gestation period and when to dig in or when like, you know, I've, I've done some deep healing recently where I I'm just doing mad intense work constantly, 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 where I have to take a week off every once in a while where I just, nope, I need a week off. I'm not going to think about it, look at it, but I get back on the horse the next week. And that's also just who I am and my personality, but some people might have to push themselves to get back on the horse that next week. And so I think it's, it's good to understand that, that a lot of things people call healing, like going to circles and doing transformational retreats and stuff like that. I think I think we need another term for it. I think it's transformation. I think it shifts us. I think it shakes loose things. But I think there's a difference between like really doing the bulk foundational healing that is like, then it's solid, then it's done. And of course, you're going to be provoked for the rest of your life on things and keep growing and evolving, which provokes more, you know, self-doubt or whatever. But it's just self-doubt. It's not the deep unconscious, you know, the deep subconscious self-doubt that's like basically stopping us from stepping into that next level of our greatness. When we know, I mean, you know, it's like, we, we can see our own vision of ourselves. Like we know our greatness, but most women are not, are so it's just this fear. It's so deep. Absolutely. And that makes me think, so you work with people on reclaiming their power, but I want to look at another component of that, which is a bigger societal fear or a limit, which is that let's say we realize our power, but we, there's also this strong programming messaging that we have no autonomy in terms of changing things, that things just are how they are. There's, there's a lot, most people don't think very big. They think, oh, this is how life is. You have, you know, X, Y, and Z, and that's, that's all we have to work with. But I feel people like you and myself, were thinking, well, we're, we have so much more at our, our disposal to work with. So my question is, as we realize that in our potential, how can we help women to be able to step forward in these different sectors in education and healthcare and politics and all these realms that desperately need these new ways of thinking? How can we move in there when it feels so, you know, abrasive, like, wow, how am I going to make a difference? How am I going to make change in this realm that feels, you know, so unaccessible? I think it's two things. I think a lot of people still don't um, really manage their mind. I think it's so out there much, much more. Um, but but my work, I teach mind management. A lot of coaches teach mind management where it's actually pen to paper, taking your thoughts, putting them on the page, seeing what feelings they create, what actions are driven by those feelings and managing our mind, like looking what's in our minds. Cause everything you're talking about is all just thoughts. And when people let their brain indulge in these thoughts, of course, they're going to feel scared, held back and not take action. Now, some of it is a subconscious piece. Once you reprogram that, then doing this thought work I'm talking about is just really flowing and simple. And you realize like, oh, I'm just having a, a thought error I, or, or, oh, I'm letting my brain think this crappy thought that, that I can't do it. I need to, nope, say no to the, the, the default habit brain, say no to that. And when you keep changing the brain to the new thought over and over that, no, I'm doing this. 
And, you know, and so, so there's two pieces for me. I don't think the thought work with the conscious mind is very easy if we don't reprogram the subconscious, but we must do both. We must manage our mind. The program, I think basically this work, it dismantles all those programs. It does it for us. Like as we're going in to heal, you know, with the methods I teach, we, it does it for us. We start to just dismantle these programs naturally. They start to fall away and we might see them and we might realize like we were affected, but we're not affected 10 layers deep. We're only affected at these superficial levels where we're like, no, I ain't doing that anymore. That's what these techniques do is to where we're not affected in such a deep way to where it stops us and blocks us. And as far as people like in the government and then, you know, in the industrial complexes, the education industrial complex, the insurance industrial complex, the government industrial complex, you know, pharmaceutical industrial complex, as far as that is got, you know, like amazing to these people who want to be in these places. And I really hope that there are women listening that want to be in these places that want to make change in these places, because we do, we need to make change in these places, but also people are out there building new education systems, new healthcare systems. We're doing it. We're doing grass up different. We're probably going to have different monetary systems coming in. The astrology is really pointing to that. So, you know, I, I think we're doing it all. I think it's going to be this evolution. I think this next 10 years is going to be really exciting to see how it all unfolding. And I think we just need to, you know, get out of the boxes, stop coloring between the lines, you know, and, and do that inner work, like manage our mind. Because if we let our brains indulge in thoughts, you know, then of course we're going to, you know, feel blocked, but yeah, absolutely. And that's why I think it's a, it's a time of, you know, the renegades and the rebels and, you know, the people going rogue, just saying, like you said, don't, I'm not going to draw on the lines anymore because the lines, we made them up. We made them yeah. up. We made up all these rules that we have on this planet. They're not the governing rules of the universe. They're the governing rules of humanity that we've decided on and we can change them at any time. And that I believe is the human revolution. When we realize we can recreate it all over again in the most brilliant, beautiful way. And that's yeah, exciting. And that, we're doing it. And we, that's what we're going to start seeing these 10 years. So I encourage anyone listening that yes, it's going to be scary. As you said, people might be resistant to change. They might be get nervous, get uncomfortable, but the more you can, you know, surrender and recognize that it's for our ultimate highest good for our evolution. And, you know, it works at both a macro and micro level, because you spoke earlier about recognizing that when we have, you know, you said Scorpio in the North, in the South node, it's a time of going into the darkness and getting out what needs to come out so that you can be free so that you're not tied to these, you know, deep gunky beliefs that keep you feeling down. But it can be scary, right? I, I did an episode last week on the dark night of the soul. And I went through that and it was terrible. And it's frightening. I was, had a lot of suicidal thoughts. I didn't want to be here. It felt like my whole, you know, history and trauma was like pummeling me like wave after wave. And it's hard, but if you can trust it, and if you can move through that, find help, find, you know, a guide, find support, then you'll see that it's just something that is the universe knows you're ready to release this and that you're ready to level up. Right. And the yeah, same as our society. Yeah, I think that's part of the awakening journey too, where you do have those purges where it's just purging up. I mean, I when I was awakening, more of the spontaneous burst of awakening, because once we awaken spiritually, we continue that for the rest of our lives. But it's not necessarily that spontaneous where it's like consciousness melting down inside of yourself kind of awakening. But, you know, like the ego death, it really felt like a real death because our ego is our identity yeah. and it felt like a real death. I had times where I had purges just churning up within me where I was in the shower for three hours crying and I couldn't stop crying. It yes. just was coming through me yeah. almost. It was just all this material purging. And mm -hmm. thankfully I was able to go through that period of time because a lot of people I don't think are having the guides, but you're speaking about it. I'm speaking about it. And I think all of us speaking about it are helping everyone that that is going to be going through it newly to know that this is the, this is what happens. This is a part of it. It's okay. Nothing's gone wrong here, you know? And, and, and it's, it's okay. It's okay to be on your knees crying. And that's why I teach emotional alchemy because when, because most of us aren't taught, you know, emotions, we're taught anger is not okay, or this emotion's bad, or, you know, women are taught like, stop crying. I'll give you something to cry about, you know? And it's, it's like, no, our emotions are the bridge between our soul and our personality ego. Our emotions are all the messages and information. Our emotions are our wisdom, our wealth, our gold. 
It has messages for us. And here's the thing, you are denying parts of yourself and you're denying your own self-intimacy if you are denying your emotions. Mm -hmm. And I really encourage people and in my work, I teach women to start working with their emotions as like it's their inner child or as if they would uh, work with the child, they wouldn't tell the child to shut up and get over it. You know, like they do themselves, they would go, Oh, how are you feeling? Oh, you're feeling sad. Oh, okay. I hear you. And they would just hold space. And we just need to hold space for our emotions, name it, ask it for its messages. And then I teach real techniques that work to release emotions. Uh, so we don't ever have to be like having them stymied by them day to day. But at first too, if people haven't dealt with their repressed material, they might have stacks of emotions coming up. And, or sometimes on the spiritual awakening journey, I've had hundreds of emotions flooding through me in one day in mm -hmm. one day. And it's just like this one and this one and this one. And it just yeah. doesn't stop. It's just flooding through. It's, and I think when women know that that's part of our, you know, the journey and that's a part of it and it's all okay. Yeah. And that's helps. why community is so important and having more of us come together and share in this and be able to support one another. Because when you, if it happens to you off the cuff and you're like, what the heck is going on with me? It can feel like you're losing your mind. Can feel like you're going crazy. Also during dark nights, I know I got super sick. You can have a lot of physical ailments and think that you're, you know, dying there's all your your health is shot it's it's a whole gnarly thing but it's ultimately such good news because it means you're leveling leveling up right you're here to fight to be on the battlefield to be out there as a warrior moving through these times right to be front runners and that's what we are yeah absolutely i i think that all of the the, sh the shit in the shadow all of the pain loss and challenge we go through like that's our phd for the work we're meant to do in the world at least yeah. for you know, those of us light bringers, light goddesses, those of us star seeds, you know, it's the PhD for the work that we want to do in the world. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's all, and whether it's one-to-one -one ratio and it's so obviously that you're using it, or if it's just the work that's in your repertoire of being able to hold compassion, have humility, understanding for others, empathetic intelligence, you know, which is what we're moving. We're moving from a species of mind, ego dominance into a species of empathetic intelligence of intuition, feeling dominance. Yeah. And here's the thing with AI moving into the level of sentience soon and with people utilizing AI in the way they are not awake and conscious of the repercussions later to come, what's convenient today is control tomorrow. We have to use our intuition as our navigation system. We must navigate this world with our intuition as women. So we must learn that world inside and out. We must learn our intuition inside and out. And if you go about your life, you will notice that you're constantly getting your messages intuitively and you're constantly having low risk situations where it doesn't really matter to start honing your own intuition and that navigation system. You know, like I had this funny experience where I found I wanted to get a haircut and I'm paying off my student loan debt. I, I paid off 70,000 worth of student loan debt. And so I'm almost there. And, you know, I just really, I'm really, you know, very specific at this moment of investing in my business and paying off my student loan debt. And I wanted to get a haircut and I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll do it in two weeks. This is when I'll do it. And I really wanted it now though. And I found 71 bucks in the park. That ah. was spirit giving me, giving me my haircut. Well, Give I your was, haircut girl. But here's the thing about the intuition when I'm telling the story is that is that I was like, oh, but you know, I'll go get the cheap haircut. I've gotten expensive haircuts that weren't that great anyways. Like I'll get the cheap one and then I'll buy a plant I want to, and I'll be, I'll be smart with it. That was all mind bullshit. The money was for the haircut. It just came in. My intuition said it's for the haircut. Go get the expensive yeah. haircut or, you know, it's not expensive, but go get the, you know, higher dollar haircut. Yeah. And I did it and I got a shitty haircut that I didn't like. And, you know, and it's like, so it's a low risk situation to hone my intuition, to be like, my intuition told me everything. My mind swung in in a second and was arguing and fighting and trying to be regional, region, you know, rational and logical and reasonable. And it's like, no, we have to use our intuition to navigate our world and realize that it is not logical. It is not, it doesn't make sense. It won't. And that's not the world we're going to be living anymore anymore. We're, we're retrieving our feminine abilities as women yes. to move forward in this way. Yes. Which is such a gorgeous, exciting thing. So let's get out there and go retrieve, go grab it and move forward with it unwaveringly. Make it happen. Don't hold back.
don't hold <laughs> anything back. back. Step yeah. into the next level of visibility as a woman. Yes. Speak your voice. Own your no and yes. Yeah. Yes. I can't wait. Well, Jude, I'm so glad that we are connected and now we can collaborate and work together. Thank you so much for being on the show and sharing about your fabulous work and perspectives and everything. If people would like to work with you, how can they find you? Yeah, you when people can get um download a free uh, a free women rising astrology mini course on my website, thegoddessastrologer.com. And uh and social media has done a weird thing where they keep saying astrologist on social media. Astrologers go by astrologer. And I just want to make that note because my website is astrologer. I don't want people trying to look for the other one. Um, but social media, like put that on there and it's just been this weird thing. So um, I just want people to to know that, um, <laughs> to know that differentiation. Um, and then, you know, I have a pick your price astrology reading option right now, which um people won't be able to get, you know, a, a low price astrology reading from me in the future. And I'm doing astrological research. So this is an amazing opportunity to come and pick your own price. If you feel like you can't afford it, then go to my website, thegoddessastrologer.com and you can download that free mini course and, and pick your price in an astrology reading. Awesome. That sounds fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Jude. I hope you have a beautiful day. Thank you again. We'll have you back on again soon. I really appreciate being here, Whitney. Take good care. Bye. That wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening to Women Waken. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others and come back for more. If you'd like to connect with the Women Waken community, you can find us on Instagram at Women Waken. And if you follow Women Waken, you can get a free tarot card reading if you just send a DM. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and don't forget to let your unique light shine into this world.